This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The Bank of England, Brexit, the economy, all these factors swirled together today as the Bank of England left its monetary policy unchanged, keeping the door open to another interest rate cut this year. The pound falling on that news. Let's get right to someone who follows this very, very closely. Kit Jukes, Global Head of Foreign Exchange Strategy at Societe Generale, joining us from London, where, Kit, I hope you're uh, home now enjoying a, a quiet evening. Absolutely. I'm, I'm listening to your traffic report thinking I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad you're here on, on the phone with us. So uh, not really a surprise. Nobody expected this rate cut. I guess where people start dividing is whether or not uh, we're, or the Bank of England, that is, is heading for a rate cut in November. What does Kit Jukes think? Um, I, I think listening to them, you know, that, that in, their, in their statement accompanying the, the, the no-move decision, they said that uh, they were still going to cut interest rates in due course if their earlier August assessment, which was pretty dire of the economy, proved correct. Um, I, I don't know how you could easily establish that the data was, was you know, that much worse by November from now. So um, that if, if I were in their shoes, I would be thinking – Look, we're keeping some ammunition reserve in, in case we get a slower but still serious slowdown in the economy over the next few months. But n- November feels close all of a sudden. Well, what's even closer is tomorrow. And tomorrow in in uh, Bratislava, in Slovakia, there is a special summit meeting uh, among EU leaders, but without anyone from the United Kingdom, at least officially. And I want to get your perspective on this because this does not just highlight problems having to do with how do you deal with Brexit, but Donald Tusk, who is the former Polish prime minister, he chairs these summits. Uh, He's going to have to deal with Luxembourg. They've called for Hungary to get thrown out of the European Union because of treating asylum seekers, quote, worse than wild animals. Then Hungary counterattacks and says that uh, Luxembourg helps big corporations avoid tax? Is, is Brexit going to be uh, maybe down on the agenda? Uh, I think the agenda, I guess, is, is, you know, at least the public agenda in terms of what they come out and talk about is going to be life after Brexit, you know, re, restarting, re-energizing, where is Europe going in the long run, dealing with the problems of, uh, of, of the um, immigration crisis or the refugee crisis and how they integrate that and how they get growth going. So my, my guess, if you were trying to spin it positively as, as a European leader, and I'm sure they will, it's rebooting Europe um, and saying, look, okay, you know, the UK thing is, is sad, but it is what it is. Um, and and what, what do we do to solve the rest of this mess? What, what, strong, what strong plans can we have? Well, you, because they have a ton of things they don't agree about. Well, you know, and, and it's interesting, uh, just in the last couple of days, one of the top EU officials uh, uh, was quoted saying that it, it'll be 12 months before the, any of the talks on Brexit begin. And The Telegraph uh, has a story today where they say uh, senior figures in the EU believe that Britain will give up on Brexit if they make negotiations as tough as possible. Uh, apparently, they have uh, spoken to five senior EU figures. Does that and you, and you, and actually, you kind of wonder if that's what's going on. It, it seems implausible in a way because the British citizens voted, but could that be what Britain, but the rest of Europe is hoping? Um, I, the rest of Europe, I don't know. There are probably some people in Europe who hope the, hope the UK would leave because they've not been 
uh, a comfortable partner at, at any point, even though economically I think it's bad for everyone. But, yeah, look, I think it's going to be very delayed, and it, it's not impossible that in the end this doesn't happen, but it's really difficult to see how it happens. Um, you know, the, 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 the difficulty is, is the election timetable in Europe. How do you agree on the big issues around the terms of the UK leaving until after the German elections in a year's time? I, I think it's impossible to do that. Why, given that you can't agree the big issues, if you were Theresa May, the UK Prime Minister, why would you invoke this Article 50 that kickstarts the process and gives you two years to sort it out? Why would you do that anytime soon if you know that the biggest decisions are going to sit around getting dusty while officials um and are, but the politicians can't, can't rubber stamp or agree or make you know, those, those critical decisions. So the whole thing, I mean, from where I sit, is just a kind of corrosive, slow drag on the economy while people delay, I don't know, hiring, hiring new graduates out of university, making new uh, big investment projects, all those kind of decisions where that uncertainty kind of eats away at it. So not decimating an economy, but just really just being unhelpful at, at every level. I think that's the, that, that, that's the, the message I picked up from, from this, this delay. And, and then maybe people do hope that that's bad enough that we give up. By then, the economy will have um, not grown that fast for a while, and I shall probably be cross about that.